Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, oh boy, three-round fall, Johnny G, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuckboy, the number one fuck. Johnny G, joining me as always in the high studios, is the nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabriel, Arthur, give a shout-out, Arthur. That's Arthur Also joining me in the Hide My Studios, returning guest, first time solo. Have not seen him in a hot minute. You know him from comedy and podcasts. Guys, put your hands together for fucking Kyle Ayers. Yay. Yeah. Oh, I hope they're actually putting their hands together. I hope a bunch Unless of people are driving. Clapping. <laughs> <laughs> One dude's clapping and then flying off right. the Golden Gate Bridge. <laughs> just verging. <laughs> Unless everyone does it at the same time, they'll all just alternate where they're at. Assuming everyone is simultaneously starting my episode, they're like, right. I think there's like a large group of commuters that meet in major cities yeah, and go, yeah. all right, it's Friday morning. Let's press play. Yeah, that's yeah. what they call zipper driving when you let merging or whatever. It's because oh, right, everyone's right, listening right. to a podcast yeah. at the same time. I think is how I, at least how I saw it described on Law and Order. I just, I'm like, something's digging into my ass and I almost broke this vape pen that's in my pocket. That's how like my life is. I used to find lighters in my shorts all the time. Now I find like Forty dollars worth of marijuana. Right, per, it's not an eighty cent bic lighter anymore. <laughs> right. yeah. like, is this stuff? Go, can vapes go through the wash? <laughs> yeah. But I don't know if they can. I don't know. But I've washed mine. Luckily for me, I haven't washed these shorts. <laughs> <laughs> just because uh, the vapes in the pocket. Just to save my, just to save my vapes, I don't do any laundry. <laughs> yeah. I got a laundry thing in my apartment finally. Oh, installed, hell yeah! And I found out you can wash sheets. Oh, Did you yeah. know those are reusable? Uh, I thought it was like just a one and done, like one year and done. <laughs> I think one you have you fuck and then you throw them in the furnace. <laughs> just wrap them, everybody, her, all up in it, and that's just Old what powered condoms, the Titanic. Tie it like a big <laughs> knot and just walk like yeah. Johnny Appleseed with it on the end of a stick <laughs> to go throw it in a furnace. Go somewhere. Throw it in the La Brea tar pits. Oh man, I gotta tell you, it's nice to do this when it's not my birthday and at Bonnaroo. Yeah, the. Last Last time you did High and Mighty, uh, we were at Bonnaroo. Yes. You were, 
It was a power hour. You yes. were drinking uh, Mike's hard, Mike's and, hard and raspberry. Yeah, aid. not even like the just like whatever they had at where wherever that is. Yeah, well, Mississippi was it? I don't even remember. I mean, it no, is. It I don't is, remember what even man, what state Bonnaroo's in. No, yeah, it's in the it's in an emotional state. Yeah, it's an emotional state for sure, and then a transient state. Yeah, as I did well. get to live my lifelong dream of crowd surfing at a comedy show. You did. Uh, we, uh, me, you, and Shane Torres. We got we got down to shirtless. Yeah, we got pretty fucked up and then the next day we did mushrooms and that's like <laughs> uh, that's, they call that the hair of the dog that's more of the hair of the wolf right? <laughs> yeah you wake up the next morning like I'm hungover better uh, deep dive into my psyche <laughs> not only did we do mushrooms but Anthony Bourdain passed away that day oh my and God, Shane right. famously has a bit where he makes fun of Anthony Bourdain yeah and he just did the bit and didn't even think about it and everyone <laughs> everyone was rightfully on edge yeah it's, a, it's his famous Guy Fieri bit where he takes a, a crack at Bourdain he says Anthony Bourdain looks like he'd be mean to dogs <laughs> and everyone turned on him yeah it was not the day <laughs> it hasn't been the day since yeah. either for you know like there are other chefs you could throw in there but oh, a that's... lot of them literally Gordon Ramsay better example <laughs> so Shane if you're listening we just want to give you a little feedback on your set yeah, from yeah. Like oh it's okay I'll, I'll text it to him <laughs> Because he's not listening. Hey, Shane, I just want to, I got a punch down for this bit. <laughs> Let me take a pass. I'll punch everything down. What's so the opposite of a tag? A freeze tag? <laughs> the opposite of a tag. Uh, this is called base. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, we were talking about doing uh, a High and Mighty episode, and you mentioned some weird job you had. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh, let's talk jobs, because I've had a bunch of strange, all over the place jobs. Yeah. As a, I feel like a lot of comedy people who uh, make it to 37 without popping yet. Right. <laughs> like, <it's> like, <laughs> right. Like, my funeral will be exposure based. <laughs> people will be like, oh, man. I mean, yeah, this is a lot of good people here. You could probably get something from this. Right. <laughs> uh, and one of the things you mentioned was that you were a boat cop. I was a boat cop. It is. A lot of comedians have crazy jobs, but even like before they get into comedy, it's right. not like we all like worked a stable job and then decided to go for it while doing other stuff. <laughs> right, right. It's like we've always been psychopaths. <laughs> well, I, th I think it's something, I think some people get into comedy eventually if they're just like, what can I do that I make my own, like, right. what, what can I do where I can wake up whenever I want and not get drug tested? We, like, found a job where we can wake up late and still take a nap before we go to work. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> like, I wake up at 11, take a nap at 2, do I work tonight? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I don't have any shows. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm free for seven. Probably get one of those hours. late naps in. <laughs> uh, one yeah. of those late eight-hour naps, like you go to, you like lay down at one in the morning and you wake up at nine a.m. Yeah, and you're like, can I torrent John Wick? <laughs> He's playing at the movie theater right next to your house. You're yeah. like, <laughs> uh, I grew up in a town that's around a lake called Lake Tapawingo, Missouri. And hell yeah, it's like 800 people, and it is around like suburbs, and then it's outside of Kansas City. So it kind of is, it's close enough to all, that stuff is all there, but Lake Tapuingo is my address, was my address, and it's a lake, and it's like a combination of very, like, like, redneck Missouri lake people, and like, rich people, sort of more now 
than right. it was when I was growing That's, up. That lives somewhere within a drive. Yeah, of like this pretty place, close, so they they, they want to live on a lake too. Yeah. But they're the CEO of Missouri Bank, right? Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they just is uh, Steve Jobs just got a house, just which is crazy, just got a house there. <laughs> and and it's the talk of the lake is that he was there at the closing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it, so it's kind of like so when I was. 15, 16, there's, so there's, there's someone patrols on a boat as like a boat cop. You're like the boat cop to make sure people. And so the Lake Tabuingo is bizarre because it takes itself very seriously for being 800 people around a man-made lake. And, and what is, are people partying on this lake on a regular basis? They will. Basis? Yeah. It's like a lot of people who think they're the exception to any rule. <laughs> like, so <laughs> they'll be partying, but if other people party, they'll be like, they're too loud. Yeah, that that's very uh, beachfront. Like my the version, the Long Island version my family has is like, uh, they they rent a cabana on the beach for the summer. So it's like in this little, uh, there's like a little community. A cabana, by the way, is like a shower and like, you know, 20 square feet space. But yeah. you can leave all your shit there and kind of set up outside. And my family is always just like, that's the loud family. That's and they're like. Meanwhile, music is bumping and like yeah, you know yeah. we're like we're like no 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 every this is we are all loud. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. everyone is like that, and everyone's like everyone's like I can park my boat where I want, but that guy can't park his boat where because everyone thinks what they're doing isn't intrusive because the world revolves around them. Right, right, right. Because so they're like, the protagonist right, in the story. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like you know. Well, it's like yeah, Walter White can sell the meth, but I don't want uh, everyone else selling meth. It infringes on Walter White, the good guy, the person doing the, the good, good stuff. Right. The good guy who broke a teenager's leg twenty minutes into the first episode. <laughs> He's the guy I root for, and so it was. So it's, they. This is how seriously the lake and I and I they still do this. They have their own newspaper and it's printed on computer paper and it's exclusively lake news. If the president got impeached or if we went to Mars, it wouldn't make the lake. <laughs> unless someone from the lake went to Mars, it wouldn't make the lake tapping on newspaper. And it's like eight pages and they think that there's enough news. They think there's enough news. And, and is it all just shit like Ron? It, Ron caught a big they fish. Don't even, there's not even last names in it. <laughs> the mayor is named Rocky. Like that is where we're coming. I think is I can't remember what his last name is, but it makes Rocky seem normal. Yeah, right. And um, it's Rocky Barbacoa. No, it's <laughs> a little more expensive at Chipotle, but a nice guy. And but is it? And it's like the newspaper will just be like, "Isn't it warm?" <laughs> like, there'll be an article or like, and people are like sitting on the dock like, reading the man, paper. Like, is oh warm. yeah. Nice. To go. Is it like, what's the season there? Like, are people there for just the summer, but some people live there full I think year round? Almost time? everyone lives there year round. Oh, okay. And what, almost what, like, everyone. what's the climate in Missouri? Like uh, it's sort of, there is no longer summer winter. There's no longer springs and falls. You know how everything's becoming an extreme yeah. Missouri, you know, who knows why uh, <laughs> Missouri is kind of like that where yeah. it is. It snowed last month, and now it's almost hot. Right. And so there's really not a lot of, which is a bit bad news for comedians because we love jackets. Yeah. <laughs> we look great in jackets. Uh, someone told every comedian to layer at some right. point in their lives. So oh, they start I, yeah. <laughs> I frequently put the airs in layers. Um, <laughs> and it's my last I can't name layer. if you forgot. I'm just too overweight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like layering is just like too much drama for me. Because like... I, a, a, a temperature change of like eight degrees can fuck me up for life. Yeah. So I'd rather be freezing up until 
Because then you get on stage and the lights on and you're like, now it's fucking oh, too yeah. hot. Oh yeah. Oh, on stage I can't. I'm like t-shirt no matter what. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like pitted out shirt. Yeah. No what. <laughs> Visible flop sweat, pit sweat, thigh gap. I never thought I could like pit in black, but there's like a black or black. It's like the TV when you. S- I thought I had an HD TV, but then I saw another TV. And I'm like, oh, that's that's color. That's what my pits look like. It's like 4K. You ever like on your computer monitor on your TV be like, damn, I, I thought I fucking had a good shit. And I thought this was a high quality rip or whatever. I can't see anything. Yeah. And then you like take a paper towel. And you're like, oh, Why? Yeah. You're like, holy shit. Oh, okay. You're uh, supposed to do this. They should have told me that in the download. <laughs> yeah. This is on everybody. Equally yeah. on everybody. I'm like, damn, I can't see. I'm like watching some fucking streaming shit on my computer. I'm like, I can't can't see anything it's like fingerprints all yeah. over the film <laughs> like, why do they put 800 of my fingerprints on their camera yeah. <laughs> or like like or when there's like a, enough of a glare that you can see your face oh, over the yeah. whole thing you're watching you're like this is awful i, hate I don't this. i I don't look in the mirror. I don't need I don't to, to, I've <laughs> never wanted to remember I exist in like really any capacity at any moment. Yeah, you go over your house. It's like I think Kyle's sitting shiva. Like all <laughs> if someone will like sheets over all of his mirrors. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just Nicole Kidman and the others. Right, That's how right. I keep my home. <laughs> I might paint it soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's always about to maybe uh, be painted. I want to be covered in plastic wrap like an elderly woman's couch. Uh, so jump back to so you yeah. So the newspaper comes out and there's an ad in there that they're looking for a new uh, Lake Patrol boat cop and there is no criteria. There is not and the Lake the Lake Tabuingo has its own police. The Lake Tabuingo Police Department who are notorious dicks. The speed limit is twenty. The whole lake. And they will pull you over for going 22. And that's 20, like, on land, right? Yeah, yeah, Not yeah, bo- yeah, yeah. The regular cops, like the, the, the car cops, as, <laughs> as the car flies, uh, they will pull you over. And so notoriously, everyone, all my friends get pulled over for going 26 in a 20. And all the time, it's like 100, it's an expensive ticket. They're known for this, for being like, if you roll through a stop sign, hundred dollars. They're known for being assholes. Lake Tapawanga. Lake Tapawango. Lake T- Lake Tapawango also has uh, twenty eight unsolved uh, murders a right, year. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> We're nailing these kids going twenty six, uh, but we have not. Right, and there's, not there's found crime the lake everywhere, <laughs> and it's uh, uh, and 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 so then they're looking so. So I'm just, it pays like $15 an hour or whatever to be the boat cop. It says in the ad, I'm like, that's great. That's I'm great 16 or whatever, yeah. 15, 16. And so I go down to do the interview for boat cop and no one else shows up. <laughs> so they're like, you are it. And I'm like, awesome. Uh, what happens? And they're like, well, here. And the guy like reaches to like, give me a gun. And he's like, here, take this. You can, you can. And then the other guy's like, no, what? And like, this is the two cops. <laughs> and they were going to like, give me a weapon to take on the boat. <laughs> and at that moment, are you thinking like, well, I'm in over my head. I or mean, are I'm, you like sick? I can't I, like touch it from where I'm at, but like he said it. Cause he's about the distance. We are like five or six feet yeah, across yeah. the table from each other. And he's just kind of like getting my stuff ready. And it's like, it's my uniform is a trucker hat. This is Lake Tapa Wingo Police Department, <laughs> which I freaking wish I still had. Oh, and then a polo shirt with the badge on it. And then like whatever else in, and he, so he pulls it up and they discuss whether or not I should have a gun. It never comes up. Am I legally allowed to? It's just like two guys, like what are the pros and cons behind giving someone who rode their bike here a gun? (laughs) And so then they decide, no, there is also the weird boat culture too, uh, where it's like, oh, they're 12. Yeah. But 
he lives on the lake, so right. he has full access to they a just, yacht. They <laughs> just are like, he's just, and it's a small, it is a small, the lake's so small you can't even have jet skis or anything. Oh, wow. Uh, but you can have like speedboats and go ski, water skiing and stuff. And so eventually they give me a nightstick, which is the least effective boat to boat <laughs> combat. Yeah, you gotta like leap onto it. You're better off just, <laughs> right. ha- you're better off having a flare like gun. I'm not getting yeah. boarded or just like, uh, if being loud <laughs> right. is more effective. <laughs> And so I'm the day I, I got just picture a six year old kid like leaping onto a boat full of like a family party with a nightstick <laughs> cracking like Everybody grandma on the neck. <laughs> N- go in that area so I can attack. <laughs> and, Wait, and hold on. Let, so me, let me board safely. Like I throw me a rope so yeah, I yeah, can tether me, tether me in, tether me in. All right, let's update our permits and then I'm going to, I'm going to abuse Beat you. The shit out <laughs> of you and most of that day I was a, I was a boat cop and I was out on the boat that day and it's just, it's me in a fishing boat with a crappy engine, but it doesn't matter because you can't get away. The lake is so small. Right. And I'm supposed to go around and be like, is everyone's boat up to date with their most up to date permit sticker? Uh, are people who are towing people have the proper flag? Is everyone being respectful? I didn't give out a tip. I don't care. I didn't give out a ticket <laughs> and everyone like bribes me and they're like, take a beer. And I'm like, I'm 16. And they're like, Dig a beer and like toss me beer. And like mostly the whole job was I would drive around on the boat and I would call into 101 the Fox in Kansas City and try and get him to play Joe Walsh. Like that was almost the entire job. Every day I would sit on like my Nokia and like call into the radio station. That's all I had was like a FM radio on this boat and just try and get him to play it. I would go around day after day after day and do absolutely two incidents happen the whole summer. The whole summer, two incidents happen. One time a bunch of kids a little bit older than me drove a pontoon boat onto land, like threw someone, they're just wasted, just threw <laughs> someone's boat and threw someone's dock up onto the land. And I went over there and they were just like, <laughs> they were hammered. I mean, this is like, they should have gone to jail. I don't know what to do. I'm not equipped for this. They're your age. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what do you, what did happen? And they're like, fuck you. I'm like, Fair enough. what happened over here? And they're like, they're yelling. And then one guy goes, we're on land now. And I was like, ah, you're right. And I just like called the police guy and left. And I was like, this is my jurisdiction. They got away. They're they four really, feet onto dry land. I, I know. This, it's like they're in, just out of nightsticks reach. What is it? In, yeah, in blue streak, he like walks. Boat, like. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, trying, lean, lean towards me. And I'm like doing this. My jurisdiction is literally the how teachers draw a perfect circle on a chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. And so I am just let them go. And I don't really ever know what happened. And I don't care. And then. And the only other thing that really happened was, was my 9-11. Yeah. And once just, <laughs> that was, was on my watch. Just outside of my gym, but I didn't answer the phone. I was on the hold with one on the Fox. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and then he like, so my, my vice principal at the time also lived at like that boy there's no school there. We went to school in like the suburb next and he, but the vice principal lived out there and his name was Slade and he loved to not last name. His first name was Slade awesome. and he loved to wakeboard. He was a wakeboard. Uh, he was always red because he's always in the sun. He's like a chill fucking <laughs> wakeboard. And he think he was like a he want principal. He'd be accidentally like he like backed his way into being a vice principal because <laughs> he was just like the youngest teacher. And they would think they, they want to like they're like betting on. All right. He's going to be around. For he's going to be years. the superintendent. Or right, something, right. 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 And so I the only time I ever pulled anyone over was I pulled him over and I, I promise you the rest of this is real. I pulled him over because he was wakeboarding and his toe flag was too low and I just wanted to pull him over. 
Because so he's like, the vice principal. He's the vice principal, but yeah. not not on not on on water. It's school jurisdiction. Right. This, is this is my law. leg. Bitch. Exactly. <laughs> Break his leg. Yeah. You're no no knots where there's knots. And uh and so I pull him and his flag is too low. He's wakeboarding, and I pull him over and he's like sitting in the lake because he was on the wakeboard. And I'm like, hey, uh, just you know, Mr. Morlang, your tow flag is too low. I'm gonna have to write you a ticket. It's four dollars. Uh, I'm going to write you a ticket for this, and I write him a ticket, and I a hand four dollar ticket. That's how much they all were, unless your boat was like wildly, uh, out of like you hadn't paid your dues or whatever to right. get the permit. Yeah, then it was like uh, your cost your dues and whatever. Right, right. And so right. I like I was like here, you know, it's four bucks. Like being like a real asshole about it. I'm like it's four bucks. Sorry, you got to pay this, or, or or we're gonna to, uh you can't be on the lake until you pay it. And he's like. Uh, you know, this is annoying and pointless. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and he's so like, I, I run, will fucking give you in school suspension. Yeah, exactly. He's like, there is a time where I own you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A scheduled Summer's hours. almost over, pal. <laughs> yeah. And so I write him a ticket, I give it to whoever's in his boat. And then I swear, I, I, I went, uh, there's a new sheriff in town now, Morlang, and I sprayed him with my boat, <laughs> which is such a jerk thing. But like, a, as a kid, you get so few moments to do this. And I sprayed him with my boat and then I drove off. And then, oh boy, he died within the next month. <laughs> <laughs> a completely uh, separate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not because of that, but he, he had a heart himself. attack. That was the last time I ever talked to <laughs> All him. All I found was the, tic- the ticket was in his mouth. All mouth. he had was $3.80 <laughs> and a bullet. And uh, and now it's like, he he died. He had like a heart attack or something and died. And this is a dude I knew my whole life. He's my neighbor. <sighs> and I'm, I'm like at peace and over it enough now to kind of joke about it. And I know it's like, he's a very nice guy with a family, but it was so crazy to me because when I go back to school, they're like naming, like they're like putting his name up on like the gym or whatever. It's like the Slade Morling, like uh Memorial gymnasium. And they're like, and it's like inside. And, and then whoever people are just like, Oh, you, you, you know him though. Right. You knew him. You live like that. I'm like, yeah, we never really talked. It's kind of like, I don't want to be like, yeah, the last thing I did was spray him in the face with water and then leave. Uh, yeah, like I love it. I love a moment where you're, you can end up getting mad at someone for dying because you were like, oh, dude, you yeah, died man. when that was the last thing I did. Right. And it's like, you clearly he like, he never thought about me again. You know right, what I mean? It's right, like yeah. he went, but I'm now I'm just like, until they go into his like where they found him and it's like scrawled on the wall like airs like. four dollars four dollars yeah, like he's like fucking seven like Jonathan Doe just has four dollars written in thousands of notebooks over and yeah. over again. I just kind of like took that uh I it, it's just like a thing that's been in my head forever you know what I mean it's yeah. just a weird thing and that job was so bizarre and I just basically got paid cash and no there was no legality to me being an officer when I was sixteen and then I just it was seems like, like it would. If it was paying $15 an hour, you would need to be giving out four tickets an hour for your job to pay for it. So, oh, yeah. which is no. insane. <laughs> it's crazy. But I think they more than made up for it by the cops just giving out. the And the cops in Lake Tepuingo, they just buy, they keep getting new cars. They have like, every time I go home, they have a new like Dodge Charger. The speed right. limit is 20. <laughs> right. And they they could have updating a to rickshaw like... and they would be able to catch people. <laughs> right. Yeah, just get a fucking mountain bike and grab yeah. people. Yeah. I feel like I've always like backed my way into, and that was a very, I did like, the job was fun. It was fun to be in the sun every day and whatever. It was kind of like uh, annoying and lonely to be on a boat, but it's whatever. This is, he is yeah. unsure of his next move here. <laughs> yeah, Artie's trying to jump off the couch, but I think this bag is oh. confusing and watch. Oh yeah, watch. What do you think, Cheech? You can jump down now? <laughs> now he doesn't want to. <laughs> oh, fuck. 
Yes. Yeah, great. He'll be back in two seconds. Sometimes I wonder, like, when a dog is not around a person, they're they are like, okay, here's my task. Get off of whatever this thing is I am on. I, it's just a couch, but they're like, I don't know how I got up here. Yeah, it's hot. I have to be on low ground. <laughs> and yeah, why, now that my dog's gotten a little older everything is like one or two more steps for him. Like, yeah. like he would normally would have just like leapt off that crashed into whatever. Now that oh, he's older, sure. he like walks all the way up to the edge of the couch and gets to like the point of like the pre literally the precipice and just yeah. slides off. Yeah. It's uh, a <laughs> dogs are like the, the path of middle resistance. Right. They're not water. They're not flowing <laughs> everywhere, but they're not like doing something functional either. They're just, it's sort of like when you would get that gel thing and throw it at a window and it would just roll down the window. That's yeah, kind of how they move around at a certain age. Uh, slink. My dog I had even when I was when I got her when I was in high school. She is still alive in Missouri. She is like 17 or 18 years old. Jesus. It is, might be the oldest thing on earth. Uh, not even dog. Like, I don't know any people that age. <laughs> <laughs> she's blind and deaf and the happiest she's ever been in her entire, because it's like she just gets to live. That's All she wants to do is do old. nothing. That's old for it's a dog. So we got her after she was a puppy. No one knew her exact age, but that was in 2005. Okay. <laughs> so she is not a puppy in 2005 and right. she's still around. So she's either, she's between 14 already insanely yeah. old or if either. she, we got her the day she was born, she's 14 and she wasn't, <laughs> she's never grown. She's right. the same size. If you're a creator or artist of any kind, podcaster, writer, video cre creator, you've probably heard us talk about Patreon. Patreon powers membership businesses for creators like us by allowing our biggest fans to become paying patrons. Creator to fan membership gives creators like us stable revenue stream, creative freedom, and a direct relationship with our biggest fans while giving those fans things like extra content, early access, and things they couldn't get anywhere. Because of the predictable income and freedom we receive through Patreon, we're able to, you know, I'm able to do a full-on podcast about action movies, which is a spinoff from uh, something I did, used to do on this podcast with Stanger and Rogers. Now Action Boys is its own Patreon, and it's all because of the fan support. So we're able to focus and spend our time watching those movies and uh, paying to go see movies and download movies so that we could talk about them with you guys and engaging with the fans. All thanks to Patreon. Not to mention, it really, you know, I was getting ad money from uh, High and Mighty. But my two partners weren't making any, uh, you know, I was paying them, but not until we could decided to get on Patreon. And now every one of us can bring home like a nice monthly check and engage with our fans and fans. We can know that people are our fans by they are paying $5 a month to hear us talk about movies that haven't been on the, uh, haven't come out in 20 or so years. Patreon would love to work with you. Head on over to patreon.com slash headgum. By the way, Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon.com slash headgum to learn more about how Patreon could work for your business or sign up for a free phone consultation with their creator partnerships teams. Again, that's patreon.com slash headgum. Patreon has enabled me to be, uh, uh, you know, to do even more podcasts. I wonder what it could do for you. Uh, yeah, I've always, like back my way into like jobs where there's little to no oversight. And like, I used to sell toys at a kiosk at the mall, like the crappy, like toy. And, and that guy who owned that, it never even knew my last name. <laughs> I just went in and my friend worked there and he got me a job there and he knew I was Kyle and he paid me cash. He told me his name was Simon. 
And that's what he always said. He just call me Simon, 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 Simon. And I'm like, okay. And then one day I showed up to work and you know, the toy kiosk I'm talking about where it's like, here's a hover disc. Right. Or here's you're, a you're, car you're, where you're the, the guy, wheels You're the spin. guy who's like sending the fucking helicopter thing in the air. Yeah. yeah, and yeah over and like running him into the purse guy. Yeah. And, yeah. And, making, and, making kids ask their moms if they can get the thing you're playing it's with. It's been $50 on something that costs 86 cents. And it's gonna, uh, they're going to choke on it or yeah. be decapitated. And by it, it will, <laughs> your batteries will melt in it. And then one day I just showed up and Simon was gone and the kiosk was shut down and there was a note that was like go talk to Nick and Nick was the purse guy and Nick was like Simon uh, is like detained or getting deported or something and I never knew the details <laughs> and I was like I also found out that his name was never Simon of course and Simon is the name of the mall so that guy clearly arrived <laughs> at the mall and was like that's a I'm also Simon if I say I'm Simon maybe people will right. assume I own the mall I've heard that what Simon says goes here <laughs> and so I will go with it and that was all cash and it's like in college I w- I've had jump at I had a couple of I realized the parallels between all my jobs are the things that I've always ended up having jobs where partying is like a major element of it. Oh, somehow yeah. <laughs> from like my first job yeah. ever, I, I was 16 years old. My first like real job talking about dream jobs for kids. I was like a pool lifeguard and they got paid like 14 or $15. Yeah. Now this is 1998. I'm getting like $15 an hour at 15 years yeah. old to be in the sun you work eight, you work six, eight hour shifts a week. So you're working eight hours of overtime. Yeah. So that's like time and a half you're making. You're, uh, so I'm getting and you're $22 at the place you would be. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like my parents sold me on that because I was a bit of a, sw- I, I, I was on the swim team and I mm-hmm. loved the beach and the pool. And my parents were like, you should be a lifeguard. I'm like, I don't want to be a lifeguard. All my friends have jobs at like Starbucks and uh, yeah. I want to have a cool job like that. And they're like, what do you do on your days off? You go to the beach and the pool, right? You can yeah. be there all the time. And I was yeah. like, Oh, and I ended up having this job, but it's a job for people who are in college. Cause it's summers off or our teachers or cops or firemen. Yeah. And those are like four groups of people that have arrested development issues. Like yeah. four people that just aren't, haven't grown up <laughs> yeah, yet. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I've been partying with 30 somethings since I was 16. Yeah. And now I'm a 30 something year old. And I'm like, if I, I would not have 16 year olds from my job, come over my house and get bombed with yeah. me. <laughs> oh man. Do you ever, rem- I think about those people. There was a dude, I don't even, his name was Frank. There's no way he's going to listen to this, but he was just the dude who, when I was in young age, high school, was maybe not even in college, but he was like, let's go to Frank's apartment. That's where people hang and drink. <laughs> and you're now looking back, it's like, who's Frank? Yeah, what was Frank up no to? No one really, yeah. and he was just, he just lived in like one of those places behind the mall or whatever. You're like, <laughs> what was Frank? And there's always like, he was probably in his tw- late 20s. What are we doing? Yeah, that's fucking weird. And that shit happened. Like, I'd be like this, you'd be like getting shit faced with a dude. And you're like, oh, this guy's so cool, dude. He was in yeah. the military. Oh, shit. He's right. so awesome. And you're like, holy shit, this guy's really cool. You're 16. And then he's like, yeah, my daughter is three. And you're like, I don't understand like, this. What do you what mean? Do you, you have a kid? What are yeah. you doing here? Drinking <laughs> tall boys without your family. You picked me up. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> and then now you're picking me up. <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't realize it at the time. You saying like uh, all my jobs had like weird sketchiness to it. I was like. Yeah, why have all my jobs where I was then a bartender, which is built in a little yeah. bit there, and a lifeguard, and then eventually I would become a comedian, but I make most of my money sitting in my house talking on the microphone or yeah. going to a festival where the person who hired you is like, 
Oh, okay, yeah. This is where you get free tequila all day long right. while you work. It's yeah. just like uh, we did mushrooms on the clock. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, we did, we took mushrooms and then did shows. It wasn't like we were done with them and still representatives of the comedy culture there or this festival. We ate the mushrooms. I ate the mushrooms before literally the one thing I had to do for four days. Yeah. The 15 minutes of responsibility I had on yeah. one day. And I was I like, did. what if I for, what if I took something that made me not remember time? Yeah. <laughs> Someone's like giving me the light. I'm like, yeah, okay, all right, that is real. And then the show was 40 minutes long. It was supposed to be an hour long. <laughs> they gave you the light at halftime. It's just always good when like you finish the thing you have to do for work and uh, you're like the first person that your boss, the first thing your boss says to you is sure. Like it's, yeah, never, yeah, okay. like, yeah. it's never like great job. They're just like, okay. There's a little bit of an element of, since there's so much subjectivity in our job where yeah. it's like, so, so you can get off stage and they can be like, well, that was pretty bad. You're like, well, you hired me to try. Right. You didn't hire me to crush. I, 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 you don't want me to do the art how I plan to do the art? And it's just like cuts to me on mushrooms on stage just saying Reggie at Reggie Watts face. You know, art. I know. I think during my uh, my long set, I got interrupted by like a drunk woman in the front. And then I engaged with her oh, for the yeah, entire yeah, time. Yeah. And then afterwards, she's like, I'll jerk you off. And I was like, get the fuck yeah. <laughs> She was there with like a 70-year-old man. She yeah. was like 60 and she was all, like all up in my grill. I was yeah. like, no, you misunderstood my engaging with you. <laughs> I wasn't flirting. At best, I wanted to talk at you when it was yeah. my job to. <laughs> exactly. I was being paid to shit on there you. There really aren't a lot of jobs where... Like after at our job, the people who were hired as our, I don't want to say assistants, but the guys who drove us around, who were kind of there to assist us, we were at work and they took a stranger on a golf cart to go get us mushrooms. Yeah. <laughs> they just We can call them artist hospitality. Yeah, yeah. The artist hospitality <laughs> guys whose jobs are basically to manage us during the day. Right. And we were like, we want mushrooms. And the kid goes, I have mushrooms a mile away. And so people we barely know took a kid we've never met on a golf cart away from us for yeah. a while. Bonnaroo is like a different law. Like that's a it different is. that's a different world. It's sort of I, like I'm yeah. so mad I haven't been back. Like I only want to go back. I never want to pay to go oh, or anything yeah. like oh, that. Oh, I couldn't I mean it's <laughs> It was such a bizarre, sure, there, yeah, sure, there's no more comedy there, and yeah, sure, it was the year after we were there, and there's no correlation to that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Back we lost comedy, I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. I've never, like, seen something get canceled and been like, ah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> right. It was a moment, it was a moment when I saw that, that I was, like, in my head, like, ooh, good thing I got there in time. Right. And then I was like. Or did I cause this? <laughs> yeah. And I think, I don't think we did specifically us. It's right. just not the right. Because pretty much everyone sense. at every show was there because there were fans. Like, like it was the coolest temperature. Right. <laughs> right. I thought you were, yeah, like, it was either that or like, oh, uh, Kyle tweeted, I know who that is. I, I happen to be here. And he's not going up against... Um, right, uh, any musician. The elephant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was even, I remember I did Sashir's show, and she's more famous than all of us. Yeah. And her show was like during T-Pain, <laughs> and he was the musician everyone wanted to see because he's like the only rapper. Right. And he's funny, and it was dur It was like right when everyone woke up. <laughs> and so it was like during Sashir's thing. <laughs> Even yeah, like someone mentioned, they were like, oh yeah, T-Pain's back there. And someone in the crowd was like, oh, that's right. And left <laughs> like, yeah. go back to it. So you just kind of had to get lucky with timing. Right, and it's yeah. not like any comedian is 
as big of a draw as like the most famous comedians aren't as big of a draw as a small stage Bonnaroo musician. <laughs> right, right. Truly. Like you would have to be like a stadium stand up that you were like, I can go see Sebastian Maniscalco, who everyone knows, but you still yeah. have to choose him over uh, Portugal, the man. I would love Bell and Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> just Piazza, New Jersey catcher. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, that is literally for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that joke is literally for 30 something. Uh, I need people. to say, if you get that joke, please follow me because you will <laughs> you like me. Like, you might actually be a fan. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the fun thing about uh, festival comedy is that the bar is low. Oh, boy. And that's when your boy like I shine when yeah. there's no expectations because yeah. I have such a I believe my strongest skill in in doing comedy is an indestructible ego mm-hmm. so like I think like they're like look the crowd's shit everything's shit just you have to do your 10 minutes yeah. or whatever and I'm like I'm immune to like oh, I can I handle it. 20 minutes of just yeah. like no one's paying attention this is yes. just for me maybe one of my f- friends is on the bill watching like oh, and I'll yeah. just fucking annihilate myself and if they're like sorry it was so bad I'm like hey no problem as long as you know it was shit and you aren't expecting me to succeed oh, I love it. I'm completely fine thanks for flying me to Mississippi <laughs> yeah, or wherever. I love it I mean it is I love the idea of everyone agrees this is going bad before I go up yep and then I, I feel like I often have the good set Right, I, I I do well in those situations yeah. for some reason. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I think it one, but if you're the person who finds out it's bad and you're not sure if it's you or not, yeah, is, that's is hard. Kyle bad or is the entire idea of us doing this bad? <laughs> right. uh, and 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 it has been both. Yeah. <laughs> like it, 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 that one was just a, such an especially perfect storm festival for because like, other festivals and stuff are really real. Sometimes they're way better for comedy, right? And then the rest of it, you're like, oh, but now I'm kind of at like corporation work. Or yeah. something like that the entire time. <laughs> right. It is kind of uh, a weird gig. Uh, Bonnaroo was, a, uh, I, I talked about it on the live app that you and Shane did, but the highlight of that for, for me was... I hadn't even met you guys before. No, that was so. We don't guys been there for agreed, forty minutes. You guys agreed to do the show. Yeah. I met you uh, minutes before, and we we're yeah. like, "All right, let's go out." I had a blast. We hung out for seventy-two straight so hours. Fun. Yeah. So fun. It was, but, but it was one of those things where it's like, um, "Do you know if anyone wants to do uh, a power hour?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, let me." Uh, Marion, Marianne was like, "I'll reach out to some people." Reach out. She goes. Yeah, uh, these guys are in. I'm like, oh, I, I recognize the names. I Googled. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I think I know who these dudes are. And then the next email was like, Kyle doesn't drink beer, but he's still in. <laughs> I was like, oh, my yeah. God, this guy's a psycho. Oh, it's like I if we did it. archery and it was like, Kyle can't use a bow and arrow, but he has a sniper. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, he has a 50 caliber. He's cool to play paintball with throwing knives. If you got, He just yeah. is allergic to paint. Yeah. Well, it would be more like you got he will have a paintball gun. You guys are allowed to have knives. Yeah, exactly. But he's chill. He'll wear a helmet. Because <laughs> you were yeah. drinking Mike's hard and it was disgusting. It was disgusting. I mean, yeah, it didn't taste bad or it didn't taste good, but it also did give me a headache. Yeah, right. <laughs> so the best of everything. I know. It's yeah. really just the the the, the twofer right there. That was, But it, most of my jobs have had kind of a similar environment to how we were at Bonnaroo, <laughs> right, yeah. where you're like, a couple people really cared, and then a lot of us <laughs> are just here. Yeah. <laughs> and not even in, like, the, like, sell out, I'm collecting a paycheck way. Yeah. You're just like, 
truly it's revealed that you were like, I took this job because I just wanted to experience Bonnaroo. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, imagine saying no to it. Yeah, right. Like, and then uh, it makes total sense, though, to be like, as now that I'm like old and married, even though Bonnaroo was two years ago or whatever, I was like, it is crazy to be like, honey, I'm going away for three nights to do drugs. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I remember you answering a FaceTime on Mushrooms. Yeah, yeah, that was a bad idea. Truly, <laughs> truly, like, talking to us about whether or not it was a good idea, and then you had already answered yeah, it. I was like, I don't, re- like, that's when time was really smushed, yeah, when yeah. I was like, can't, I should not answer. Hi, babe! Like, yeah. I, like, on. I remember you hanging up and going, uh, that went well, right? And Martin's like, oh, yeah, she'll definitely not do anything about that. I remember being uh. like, I'm on shrooms, and then seeing my, like, it was a group of people at a party, and my wife mouthing to my friend Betsy, did he say shrooms? And I was like, uh-uh. And the phone's like, wah, wah, yeah, wah. yeah, exactly. It's just, you're not, the communication level isn't the same. We had been hysterical laughing for like an hour leading up. Yeah. We were in the giggle phase yeah. of them getting started. Yeah. And then we did the, after that meal, I believe, we laid down on the wet oh, for grass sure. we, in the VIP section yeah, for we, hour. I mean, looking back, we were trash. Uh, <laughs> we were trash on the ground, and it was like uh, uh, f- musicians would have to step over us for complimentary things. <laughs> right. And so we... I, I, the, the, the booker, the comedy booker, I remember at one point was like, all right, guys, who wants to go see Eminem or whatever the yeah. band was? Maybe it was Muse. It was one of the two big headliners. Like, who wants to go see it? It's time to stand up. And I look around. And there's like eight of us on the ground. Like, <laughs> she's not like saying it's time to go. She's like, it's time to remember you're in reality. Yeah, get off the if ground. If you want to go. And I look around. There's like a fucking handful of adults laying on the yeah. ground. <laughs> I just rem- I remember thinking like, I got to get a bottle of water. And then three hours went by. And yeah. I was like, did I get that water? I hey uh, can we have some waters over here? Oh like a pile of I know, it's everywhere. <laughs> Hi, does anyone know how to? Can someone tell me how to drink this? <laughs> right. It has like some sort of permanent hat yeah. on top of it. I, I can't, can't get the get water from out. The hole in the top, so I'm gonna try to make another <laughs> yeah, hole exactly. in the bottom. Try another water bottle coming through the side here, <laughs> and then we're just we're all instigating it with each other, and it was it was a real it was a real nice time. Uh, w- another thing I find comedy people having in common with their survivor jobs is have a lot of us have done like physical work, like blue collar jobs that like yeah. a lot of my friends in my hometown that I grew up with now do for a living well yeah. and make money and all that. But I remember being like, I did landscaping when I was like right. 16. I did construction when I was like uh, 21. In oh Brooklyn. yeah. I was an iron worker for a summer because <laughs> my dad was an iron worker my whole life, like a union iron worker. <laughs> and then the summer after my senior year of high school, all one day he just calls me and he's like, if you go down to the union hall right now, I can get them to give you a temporary card and you come out here and it's 30 an hour and double time on Sundays, Oh shit. which is insane. Yeah. That's the that union a, protection. Yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah. And so I went and got it and it's clearly like, it's just cause someone walked out on the job. Yeah. Right. And so they needed someone so bad. I, they didn't care that I don't have a, like a welder's license or anything. And I just went and just watched for fire for a summer and got paid all this money. And occasionally they'd let me, torch through stuff because yeah. it, it was a teardown job so it didn't matter if you fucked it up because you were just breaking stuff with torches oh that's awesome yeah my friend john tyler hired me uh for a summer to build a house he just knew i needed work and he was like a contractor yeah. he's actually a construction worker he like now is a construction supervisor but at the time he hired me was like 
uh, I could just like get you to do a few tasks. And like my yeah. tasks ended up being like, can you walk to Fairway and pick us up lunch? Right. <laughs> and I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at that. And then at the end of the day, I'd be like, can I get today's pay cash now if that's possible? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I know I didn't do anything, but can I have everything? <laughs> Uh, I know I didn't do what I deserve, uh, what you deserve, but yeah. can I get what I deserve? It was so crazy. I mean, I like when I was an iron worker stuff, it was just all these dudes who'd known my dad for like 25 years and they were just like, yeah, we know who you- you're Kyle, right? We know him from your dad talking about you all the time. Uh, anyways, go sit in that chair and watch for fire for eight hours. And Hell I just yeah. watched to make sure, uh, uh, concrete didn't catch on fire because <laughs> legally I had to be there like right. union things that, you know, if you're doing this, but not, there was nothing there to catch. They were cutting up a car press. <laughs> right. It's all steel and it can't catch on. It's not catching on fire while they try and light it on fire. So right, I was just right. like so watching sparks hit my feet. Passively catch right. on fire. It's yeah. not going to, a spark isn't going to bump up and catch a Nissan on fire. <laughs> That's the dream, though, dude. That's oh, yeah. like that's all you need for one. I was one. the only so one there who got a yeah. chair. Oh, it fuck. was like uh, seven to seven, seven days a week. Ooh, that's a lot. And so I kind of missed out on a lot of like, I, I left the job early to have a little bit of summer with my friends before we all went to college. Right, because that's that's uh, great great to go away freshman year of college with that much money in your pocket. Oh, yeah. But uh, that's a lot of yeah. work. I mean, yeah. basically, it did like cover like legitimately like a semester of college, like right <laughs> off the bat, got right. to get paid for. But then I was just like, I got to have a little time. But it's always, I worked, when I was in college, I lived down the street from a deli. I had like four simultaneous jobs in college. I was like an IT support, which is whatever, basically printer paper man. Right. Uh, I was a tour guide, which was pretty fun. Like walk backwards on campus, give tours. And then I worked at a comedy club before I did stand up as like a reservationist. And, uh, but I worked at this deli down the street from my house. On I lived right basically at the edge of campus and housing. Where did you go to school? Missouri, University of Missouri in Columbia, Missouri. And it's like where all of the foot traffic would be from bars to home passed by this deli. And so we would open 1 a.m. to 4 a.m. and get all the foot traffic. And the drunk kids, there's a couple frat houses, sorority houses around. So, I mean, it would be packed because it's cheap, it's deli, and it was just ran by a drug dealer. It was like, I mean, like not like I sell weed, like, uh, she worked, if I remember, she worked feeding exotic animals during the day and would like obtain like lion tranquilizer and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did not feel bad You're stealing only, a drink. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's yeah. like selling heroin at work. Co- college kids are buying designer drugs. Yeah, from exactly. Some yeah. Exactly. Oh, I so, only, I, I, I put a little zebra cum underneath my tongue and <laughs> but uh, I'm rolling. Yeah. They call it striping. <laughs> we be striping, bro. Uh, you th- It's actually you roll it up in a zebra stripe tattoo and smack it on the inside of your arm, and that's how you take it. Uh, and so she we, she was just like, take whatever you want while you're working. If your friends come in, it's pretty chill. We had a dog work there. Like, I never had a food handler's permit in years. I used to work at Panera. I had it then because it's a real place. But when I was there, I, did, I didn't have a food handler's permit, and I would bare hand touch meat. Like, it was so dirty. Oh, that's awesome. But it's what you want. And it was so cheap. And it was like a protected landmark in the city because it was on like an old road. And it was, it's from 1908. The restaurant is called Lee Street Deli and it went by LSD and it's older than LSD. Like, <laughs> it predates. Right. It La- sued acid. the drug. <laughs> and what? And so it just sort of started embracing like hippie drug culture when LSD came out and it was the name of it. Right, right. And, and then it was just all kids coming in, getting fucked up, getting so, kids would come. I would just buy a case of beer. And then sell them for $3 a beer. Just Uh, right there. No one care. And it was so... I I never ordered groceries once in college. Freshman year, I ate in the 
the dining halls. And then after that, I worked in the deli and I would eat there every meal or do the food orders and order like cereal <laughs> and just buy it and go take it home. <laughs> I live two houses away. And she didn't care because she was doing worse stuff. She was making way more money than she the deli. Care. Of, yeah. And the owners don't know about it because they own like eight bars. So they don't care if it's taken a loss at the deli. Right, right, right. And so we just did whatever we wanted. We would open at 1 a.m. I would leave the comedy club and I would at like midnight and I would go open the deli. And then once bars closed, all the comedy club like bouncers and college town bouncers are the coolest people in the world. Yes, they're all I they really it's a good group because you know what it is? It's like positive townies. Like, yeah, yeah, they're not like they know how to act at bars because they've been thrown at like they've been throwing people out of bars. So they're not like scumbag townies. Yeah, but they are in town in their early 20s, you know, yeah. uh, a dude who was a bouncer uh, at uh, the bar I hung out at in college, he was eventually in a documentary and became like a sort of semi-pro wrestler. They're like the Bell Brothers. They okay. were, yeah, it's, the documentary is called Bigger, Stronger, Faster about steroids. And oh, guys- I saw that. That premiered in my college town. I went and saw that at the True False Film Festival. Oh, that's that's a, a really good documentary. It's a really good documentary. Yeah, yeah. And the two brothers in it, the one who eventually passes away, yeah. and the other guy who's like kind of the lead, Mark Bell, they were both bar- uh, bouncers at Rennie's in uh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And I, I always, as I bartended in college and summers after college, and the bouncers were always fucking the coolest. They were so cool. They would come... To the deli, and I'd be like, all the free food you want. They would just start, they would make their own food. My (laughs) friends would come and just come behind the counter and just make shit. It was chaos. (laughs) It was chaos. And then it would be all frat guys in there. And one of my favorite people in the world is the nice, in-charge frat guy. There's always one senior who knows if everyone's acting like an asshole. He wants he wants to make sure everyone likes aggro. Do you know what I mean? Right, right, And so everyone's like being loud, and he would, he's blackout, and he's like, Everyone respect the deli. Right. Respect the process of the deli. And you're like, I mean, you're not making sense, but yes. I love those dudes that yeah. kind of like party captains who are like, yes. guys, the deli has been good to us. Exactly. We got to be good to the deli. You know? And so I would always make him free food and he would be like police. And we had like a Super Nintendo hooked up. And this was like poli- <laughs> people come in with like a girl and this dude would be like, didn't you bring a different girl in here yesterday, Jason? <laughs> Look, be tip him. Tip him or you're cleaning the bathrooms. And like, it's so, so I would make so much money. I mean, I would be like $250 in tips some nights. And then the, the, the guys from the comedy club will come and I'd always offer to like the feature. Usually they were like younger and nicer. Like, if you want free food, come by with the bouncers afterwards and we're going to get high if you want to do that. We would shut all the doors of the deli and hot box the entire deli and eat nachos until 530 in the morning. And it was the, I mean, it is heaven. It is. And so it was, we did it every, every day. I worked there all the time and I would, and, and there's no, there's no oversight. There's that's n- so, awesome. and then one day Ben Bailey, the cash cab guy, Ben Bailey is headlining the comedy club. And he's like, he's like, Hey, the, uh, bouncers were telling me there's uh, you work at a deli and, uh, you might, I'm gonna swing by with them afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, great. Oh, that'll be so fun. Uh, come by and get some food whenever you want and you can have whatever you want. He's like, cool, cool. It's not like, I'm not going to, it's not like, impo- he's so nice. And he's like, it's not, and I'm like, no, no, come by. You can make your own food. You can do whatever the more i to tell people about it the creepier you know what i mean but yeah, like, just yeah. come back come and, and do whatever the fuck yeah, you, you want. want just come in and touch whatever you want <laughs> this woman will give you fucking off-brand cialis <laughs> so he came he, <laughs> he came in while it was open and this is like peak cash cab and he well he walks in all these frat guys sorority girls all these like college kids are wasted and the fuck he's tall yeah and the cash cab dude, dude walks in and someone literally goes do not tell me the cash cab guy just walked into this <laughs> deli <laughs> 
Because he's bro responsible. <laughs> and so Ben Bailey comes back and starts fucking making his own sandwich, and then people are losing their minds. And it's like he's like, here's a cash cab guy, and he starts making a sandwich, and then he just starts taking orders, and he starts making <laughs> food. And I'm like, this is I'm to fucking punching in at the register, and he's just like, what do you want? And then people would make an order, and he'd be like, I'm gonna make you this, and just like make him a sandwich and hand it to him, and he'd be like, just pay him what, however much. And then you start like I just like jokingly asking people trivia questions because people will be like, cash cab me, <laughs> cash cab me, take get me in a car and tell me, ask me questions. And so he would make up trivia questions that didn't have answers, and people start tipping more. And then we're all, we're all high, we're all drunk. I don't know if he is. But we're all 20. <laughs> and then in the middle of it all happening, Ben Bailey, which, and I'm, you know, I don't, I think he's fine if I tell this story. In the middle of it happening, he goes, oh, I should not be here. <laughs> he's like, this could, I could get in trouble. I have to leave. <laughs> and then he, and he wasn't doing anything besides like making his own sandwich. It's not like right, he was right. like, he was he only breaking like, uh, uh, health. Yeah. He wasn't even like, he was he, he was nothing to do with kids drinking. He was right. nothing to do with kids smoking. <laughs> he was just like goofing off and handing kids sandwiches. But he's like, yeah, I'm not supposed to be a here. A giant, like, famous person <laughs> right, and right. The, at the peak of his career on this show, and he just goes, I thank you, and left. <laughs> like, never saw him again. I love the fucking service uh, industry post-shift post, like, schedule. Like, I bartended at this place on White Trash Wednesdays and Bladder Buster Sundays. Yes. And we would close at, like, 3 in the morning, and then, like, Half clean up, half walk around drinking and bullshitting with each yes. other till like four thirty in the morning. Yeah. It's like to have to grab a beer after work when work ends at three thirty in the morning is just, an insane. There's a point where it's not time anymore, right? Where you're like going to bed at four in the morning or going to bed at six in the morning. I'm fucked tomorrow, no matter right. what. Yeah, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's not. I'm not getting up at eight, no matter right. when this happens. <laughs> right, 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 right. It, I really, yeah, man, that was such a good. Those were the fucking. I used to when I bartended at uh, McKeebs on Hempstead Turnpike in Long Island, I would fucking roll up there with a giant yellow vitamin water, the one labeled energy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I would drink, I would drink down to the label mm -hmm. and then pour vodka in up to the oh, top, man. shake it up and drink that first thing right as I'm like setting up the bar at like 6 p.m., 7 so p.m. <laughs> and I'm just like, everyone's showing up and I'm more wasted than everyone right. that's there. <laughs> then they all catch up to me and I'm slowly coming down because I have to eventually drive home as a kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh like, my God. And then they're getting fucking way more bombed. Uh, Dude, like, it was a summer when I was single and I was bartending and literally it would be like a girl, I would start chatting with a girl and she's like, what time do you get out of here? I'm like, I'm not done till like 3.30 in the morning. It's like 1.30. She's like, well, could you give me a ride home? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, well, I'll wait. And I'm like, okay. Sure. All right. All right. Do you want a padded seat? Yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. You're going to be here for two hours right. while I fucking scream. Do you want to watch Goodfellas? <laughs> yeah. I know it predates iPads or else it would be like a portable DVD toddler. player. <laughs> yeah. Like a toddler, just give them noise canceling and a uh, tablet. So be like, just keep you busy for a couple hours. Man, it was, I think all the time about like, what the drink specials were in my college town and how insane and unsafe there were places that so the at the bar that owned the deli is a place called field house at the bar it's just like a sports bar like a college town the place that owned the deli called field house had a special where if it was five dollars to get in and then you got a pitcher for one cent a pitcher of beer or a pitcher of long island iced tea for one cent and since they own the deli we got in free Wednesday nights, it was one cent. So you just give them like three bucks. 
Because <laughs> who wants not? You're not taking 99 cents back. You know right, what I mean? Right, yeah. And it was a penny. So for two dollars, you could die. <laughs> like, that was the the bar I bartended at. Bladderbuster was ten dollars to get in. Penny drafts until uh, until someone peed. Oh, I've heard about. So there's these. like a bouncer at the bathrooms. Till anyone pees. One, if one person pees, the bladder buster's over for everybody. Oh my god! And it really creates a culture of like someone's gonna get hurt. Truly, I love turning <laughs> drinking into some sort of competitive shame. Yeah, I, well, it became a thing where like it would always be a, a woman who broke it yeah. because they wouldn't get like jumped. Yeah, like, right. But in the meantime, uh, you didn't want to be the dude who broke it. So if you had to go, you would like leave to pee. Like you go piss in the street, and when you would come back, they'd be like. $10 cover. So like oh, people would yeah. rather pay another $10 cover. But that's cover. worth it if you can then get like three more drafts exactly, for a dollar. Exactly. Because it's the, the beer's eight bucks or whatever. Right, right. So that people would do that. Uh, friends of mine, while I was bartending, like would be like, my buddy, I'll leave his name out of this because he's a father and a businessman yeah. now, but he'd be like, <laughs> Warren Buffett. Gabrus, come on over here. Uh, so should I get a, and I'm like, dude, just pick fucking, and he's like, no, stay over here and talk to me. And I'm like, why? He's like, I'm pissing right now. <laughs> be like Jeez. at the bar, <laughs> pissing onto the bar, oh talking to me. I'm God. like, dude, I work here. Don't God. come make me complicit in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also <laughs> that has to be cleaned. It's your pee. There was like a bar that had, it was a uh, 25 cent triple shot drinks oh. and they would be three shots and a splash of coke for 25 cents yeah and so you're like give me four because it's a dollar and then you <laughs> give them a five because you're a millionaire you know what i mean right, but it's because right, it's yeah. five bucks for 12 so for a dollar you get 12 shots of liquor it's that's so i that should uh Mulaney has something in his actor. He's like, we're going down to O'Hallahan's where it's nickel shot night, you yeah. know? And it's like college, especially because you went to a big school too. I went to a small school, so the deals weren't that wild, but I feel like these big schools that have 20 bars that have to compete. Because it's like a college town. Right. And yeah. it has to get these kids in or they can't stay open. Exactly. The, uh, ours Renaissance Pub was Thursday night was the best night to go there, Rennie's, and it was 50 cent well drinks. Which is... So you get like... Jack and Coke or whiskey and Coke. Yeah. Uh, you call it Jack and Coke and they'd give you Evan Williams and Coke. For sure. For 50 cents a piece. So you'd buy two for a dollar and then tip one dollar. Yeah. So you'd, everyone would be double fisting Cokes or cranberries. So or for $10, you're drinking, you know, 20 shots. Right, exactly. And then that's the thing. People would go out like, oh, I'm only bringing $6 out with me. Yeah. It's like, why? Because like we... ATMs were around, but it wasn't, they weren't uh, debit and shit wasn't ubiquitous yeah. at this point in the uh, early 2000s. And so they'd be like, I'm bringing $6 with me so I can have three rounds and that's it. And I know I've, I'll get blacked out and only yeah. spend $6. Meanwhile, I'm like the guy who's like, I, I'm like, $6, you got three rounds of drinks. And then next thing you know, I'm like, who wants to do shots? Yeah. <laughs> Here's forty dollars. No, it's so, and it's just, it is crazy. That's what they're betting on with these drink specials too. Is eventually, yeah. you know, everyone gets a little loose, or some girls like, I'm not drinking fifty cent well drinks. You're right. like, Well, what do you want, sweetheart? I'll buy it for you. Yeah, yeah. I can spend eight dollars on you because I spent two dollars on me, yeah. and now I feel good. <laughs> and I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a ring. Here's a ring. I, I love you. I put a ring Don't in the bottom me? of your draft. <laughs> I can't believe them. I think I mean, it is still like that. It is. Uh, it's fucking wild that you could still go to a. And when I was in my uh, 20s, like all throughout my 20s, uh, like for 10 years, I toured f with the UCB touring company and doing like improv at college towns. Yeah. In colleges. And I would just like, I was still a party animal then. So I'd be like, guys, 
we got to go to a college bar. We got to find the bar that has like, we'd go to the place that's $5 pitcher. And right. I, I'm going from being a poor 25 year old living in New York City, yeah. like fucking having no money. Uh, to a place that has five dollars, like twelve dollars, and you're king of yeah, the bar. Exactly, and and I'm making a bullshit hundred and fifty dollars for the for the forty eight hours I'm at Ithaca. Right, but I'm I'm not <laughs> yeah. saving that money either. I'm no. like, oh, five dollar pitchers. I'm buying college kids pitchers yeah. of beer. Oh yeah, like, man. I'm a hero. Yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know how more people don't die. Like, it is, it's we, I, so dangerous. There is something to, like, I don't believe in, a, like, a religion or higher power, but there's an expression I heard a, a while back, and I say it all the time, God protects babies and drunks. Like, and it is something I'm starting to believe. Like, you've yeah. just seen both babies and drunks, like, oh, I'm walking on a tightrope. Right. It's like a baby will <laughs> fall down a hill. Right. <laughs> And be fine. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I hurt my teeth if I brush them wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I wake up after a good night's sleep and my back hurts. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I'm like, like, what did I same do? With, like drunk people, <laughs> you'll see like a drunk guy just get hit by a car and then apologize to the car <laughs> and then get in his car and drive yeah. home. I'll get drunk. I'll climb like a twelve foot barbed wire fence. Yeah, jump off, land on my like van slides on like a yeah, hard concrete exactly. and I would wake up the next morning and be like, Ooh, my ankles are a little sore and my hands are all bloody. Yeah. I guess I'm a, you guys want to join a soccer team. Yeah, I think I might be a true stud. Oh, it was crazy, man. It was, we'll be all right. I miss that shit. I miss someone should open a bar that promotes binge drinking. Like There's like it, four times a year. I can really do it. Yeah. I can kind of drink still. Um, but there's like four or five times a year that I can hit 5 a.m. again. Yeah, it's it's a rare occurrence. I can hang. I can still hang drinking a little bit. I'm more of a weed dude now. Yeah. I can still get get down on some drinks, but it's rare that I'm like closing a place down. Oh, for, right. I get I'll, I get out drank by my dad at our family reunion. <laughs> we get like a family reunion every Labor Day in Lake Tapawingo. My dad's got 12 brothers and sisters. Oh, Huge shit. family. And they all come back. And this is like, they all just kind of, they like, drink i mean like i got uncles who will put back 30 beers a night during the family reunion like they'll get a case and then if you reach for it they're like no get your own beers <laughs> yeah right like this is my case it's all like they keep coors light in business <sighs> and it'll just come back and each of them will have like a case i got I mean, like my cousins are like college like wrestler size dudes like freaking like big <laughs> jacked and they'll just put back you know 50 beers <laughs> in a night and we'll be playing horseshoes we'll be like, do you want to black out and throw iron at each other yeah and it's like beer is something i can drink a lot of net like and hang with yeah. but then i'm fucking i have legit blood in my fecal matter for oh like i don't even know how they do it yeah. they will drink until four or five in the morning and then they will wake up at eight and start cooking everyone breakfast right and then they're like oh yeah we're going down to fucking throw the football around it's like yeah. what i can't even fucking start breathe. drinking with breakfast and go get on a lake go out and float on the lake and i'm yeah. like i grew up here and i am over it i am tired you got you ever fucking pull the nightstick out on the uncles and cousins? <laughs> <laughs> I was, is, it was the new sheriff in town. It was bitch. an embarrassing <laughs> time to do it. That when the, the my family reunion was happening and I had to go work and just get heckled by my family. <laughs> right. It was like, my biggest responsibility as the boat cop was they did a Fourth of July fireworks show every year. They would run a fireworks stand in the lake because there is no oversight. There's like 18 states where fireworks are almost mandatory. Like they just you you could just sell them. Right. Right. And so they're selling fireworks. They take all the money they made. Buy 
bigger fireworks and put on a big show. And I had to be the guy who everyone goes out on their boats. It's pretty cool. And you're out on your like pontoons and you're floating to watch the fireworks over the lake. I was the guy who had to park dangerously close. So yeah. no one parked dangerously <laughs> close. Right. So I'm in my boat alone, terrified because <laughs> it's like raining down fireworks on me. They're being shot off by kids. Yeah. I went to high school you have with like your weird, the gas tank that you have to keep in a boat with you. Yeah. And you're like, uh. <laughs> no, it's leaking during night. I can see that the water is a different color around my boat. Right. Uh, I, and the thing, the unspoken thing about fireworks too, is even if they are in the middle of the lake, you're like, well, that was beautiful. Hey, where did all the garbage land? Oh, yeah. You were just like, <laughs> right back but at the least water. the flags are cool. We have American flags. Everyone's got a flag. The fish are floating at the top of the lake. Yeah. Oh, don't don't eat those. <laughs> that was a sad, that was a big part of growing up was throwing firecrackers into the lake and just, and then the fish would eat them. And I felt, I feel bad ta- thinking about it now. Yeah, but they're fish. It's okay. Right. They'll they're, be all right. They'll be fine. Uh, we'll just eventually, they'll eventually boil to death. The older you get, the more you throw them at the band fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what you're talking about. You blew Phil Lesh's hand off. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can still go. That dude can still jam. I feel bad. But. <laughs> he can noodle. He can noodle. He's down to just like two fingers on his hand, like Jason Pierre Paul. <laughs> <laughs> boom, 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 boom. I know. Not, I mean, I'm like, I've like vacationed in the jam band world a little bit and it's crazy like it is the closest to me of like a uh, of another co- of like it is to music what comedy is to entertainment where it is a small pocket where everyone involved with it it's their most important thing to them in that right and the rest of everyone is like it's nice to have around sometimes yeah yeah i i am very much about good vibes and you know getting high so yeah. I, I i tolerate i'm not seeking out the music but if someone's like hey we're gonna go to fish and do shrooms and shit yeah. and hang out i'm like yeah i'm in there I'm was like, a brief it's not bad i no, I would never put it on to listen to myself. Right. You know? But I could also, you can do shrooms and go to a two chains concert. Yeah. I mean, I like, let's, let's get the mushrooms and figure out what's going on. Tonight. Yeah, right. I don't care what we're doing. Are we doing mushrooms? Like so I said this to someone the other day. I was like, man, I went camping for the first time and I fucking loved it. And they're like, Oh, what'd you like about it? And I was like, well, you know what? Hold on. <laughs> I realized but one of my favorite things about it was that I was tripping balls on yeah, mushrooms. Yeah, yeah. Like everyone's like, Joshua Tree's great. And you're like, what's great about it? And like, there's mushrooms. And you're like, mushrooms are great. Yeah, right. Oh, because I was like, the first time I did shrooms was also the first time I went camping. And everyone was like, how was it? I'm like, I loved it. They're like, yeah. which one? I'm like, probably both. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just shrooms. Yeah, I guess this is crazy thing about camping is how one of the stars grows huge, looks like your dad, and eats all the other stars. Hey, okay, what do you guys do when you go camping? Do you buy hundreds of glow sticks and then throw them in front of a time-lapse camera while right. you watch them at your campsite? No? Oh, yeah, me neither. Has anyone else just spent all of camping petting the dog until you realize no one brought a dog? My most distinct memory of uh, the trip when I knew the trip was kicking in for the first time ever was we were walking on like this long ass desert hike by uh, Big Bear. And uh, I was like, wow, this plant, all this plant life looks like it's actually like coral and stuff like it's like we're at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit, are we like this was probably once an ocean. And this was like water was here. And now we're walking on like what the bottom. And the next thing I know, my friends are like, Gabrus? And I'm like literally walking like I'm underwater. <laughs> and I'm like, and my head is doo-doo-doo-doo-doo. Like, yeah, you're behaving like, like Mario yeah, in the yeah. underwater I levels. I just feel like Mario. Like, and I'm like, my friend's like, you got And I'm like, I turn to them and I'm like, I think it's working. <laughs> They're like, yeah, man. <laughs> that is always, I'm not big on like uppers. Right. Because I have so much anxiety 
that if it hits me, if I'm not, I have to have had like two good days in a row right. before I could do like Molly or something like that. <laughs> and I was at a music, I, my friend's in a jam band and I follow, I went to a festival with them to like film them and do like a little documentary about them. They played the first night drugs the rest of the weekend. <laughs> and so I was like a mushrooms Thursday, mushrooms Friday, and then sat mushrooms during the day, Saturday. And then Saturday night, he's like, let's take some Molly. I'd never done it. He's like, let's take some Molly and we're going to go. Cause it's like DJs at night, usually in right. these jamming things, which is if I'm a, I don't, I like DJs. <laughs> right. I'm not, I mean, yeah, I'm once again, I'm not going to listen to them, but it's like when I'm on drugs. Yes. Yeah. Sounds and colors. <laughs> and uh, so he's like, up. let's take this Molly and we'll go and we take the Molly and we're like, we're camping in the woods. It's this place called summer camp. It's outside like Peoria, Illinois. And we start walking and I'm like, Brandon, I don't know if this stuff has kicked in. I don't know if it's kicked in. And he goes, you've high-fived everyone we've walked by. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, all right. Now I'm self-aware. Consider yourself kicked in, brother. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just like, I don't know, man. Is this stuff work? Does this work? Does this work? Do I work? <laughs> That's like me. Like you, you always hear like when you're around people and they do blow or like Adderall or whatever. And they're like, yeah, man, I don't know if this is working. I don't know if this is working. And you're not on it. And you're like, dude, it's working. Yeah, exactly. You're like stressing me out and you're yeah. just chatting. <laughs> it's such a, it's like i I'm not, a, I'm not as much fun on those sorts yeah. of things. You just sent 1000 texts and I asked you who to, and you're yeah. not sure. You texted everyone <laughs> in your phone at once. I don't think it's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't fuck with that stuff. Mostly because, uh, idols the people who i want to be like uh died from yeah, yeah. <laughs> amphetamines it's any drug that makes you want to do more drugs freaks me out a little bit yes yes that's but, a good call but like mushrooms anytime i'm on mushrooms i'm like this is perfect and how it should be and while this is happening yeah i like to keep trying to keep that high pure but like yeah. anytime i've done like coke or like molly i'm like does anyone have anything for me right well also like it lets let you like drink more too yeah. which i don't necessarily need to like no, that would be the big thing in my college like all the football players uh and all the like meathead juice heads would be on steroids during the week yeah and then whenever they didn't have to practice they would go out and get drunk and then do coke and then they're 250 pound college kids so they can right. drink a bunch already then they're doing blow so now they're drinking 40 drinks and then they're trash and now they're coked up juiced yeah. up out and wasted and looking to fight or fuck yeah i fucked so many dudes <laughs> just to stay alive <laughs> it was a fight <laughs> they were fight they were fighting me from me trying to fuck them <laughs> that's what that's actually million dollar baby i know how it works <laughs> I was just trying to mop up this, uh, yeah. the ring and they all kept starting beef with me. Um, Kyle, thanks for coming on fucking yeah, high and mighty brother. Yeah, so thanks. Let, thanks let's hit your me. plugs. Why, why else do a podcast? Right. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm on, if you want to check this out, check out high and mighty this week, or if you can, you can rewind the episode. I'll be on it earlier. Oh yeah. If you're listening to just the end to see what Kyle's plugging, I recommend <laughs> checking out this whole podcast. When I share the link, I've like bad. tagged it ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it starts at 67 minutes. Yeah. In. <laughs> uh, I have a podcast called never seen it where comedians rewrite movies. They've never seen. So if you're into movies, it's very funny. Comedians will write a script for a thing they've never seen and, and you and betsy wrote a script for uh, house of cards yeah we had never fun. watched house of cards and you wrote what do you think house of cards is <laughs> and it's very fun so if you like that yeah uh, I, wa the podcast I got there. to watch a few then i've listened to a few episodes and it's a really fun premise too. yeah it's yeah. like they're like just hearing people be like sort of because there's enough some things that are just enough in the zeitgeist that some people just sort of know some things yeah. about it and that makes it even stronger yeah. yeah and so and if you do if you are into it and you want i i have started some if there's there's good ones to start with if you like like Henry Zabrowski did Mary Poppins it's very funny and Dan Harmon did Lawrence of Arabia it's very funny and then we just had Allison Leiby do the Sopranos and oh, it that's is awesome accurate <laughs> she like she's like 
the whole script is like Tony deal at de- avoiding talking about his mom at therapy, and he keeps asking the therapist, "You're not allowed to tell cops on me, are you?" It's the <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's him at a diner and it blacks out. Like it's so accurate, but it's fun and it's fun if you That's like movies awesome. and stuff. It's it's kind of a nice thing that that feels like it's fun. And if you're in L.A. or you're uh, running around and you get a chance to see Boast Rattle, oh, that's yeah. a really fun show too. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah run. it's a compliment yeah. contest. So like nice roasting. And it's nothing more uncomfortable than watching a comedian receive a compliment. Yeah, it's weirdly <laughs> difficult. And yeah, also, yeah. I, I I did that show, too, and I did it with a buddy who is, like, maybe my meanest friend. Yeah. So for me and Rogers to compliment each other was a it's very... It's a whole new muscle. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... I was still, like, finding ways to be, like, these long-winded, backhanded compliments. Right. And I'm like, I can't even just be it's nice really to a guy hard. I call my I best like, friend. <laughs> I think... And for me, it's because it's... I struggle to be happy and... To and and to be positive so often that it doesn't come easy to me, and right. so I, I but I try and work so hard at it. It's like a big thing that like Brody Stevens would talk about was like, you want to be positive, but for him it was never like I'm positive and everything's positive. It's like we need to try and be positive. Yeah, it's good for you. Fuck man, very true. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and you're at <laughs> oh and, and yeah, Kyle Twitter Harris, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you're like we're like real heavy thing. about <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, I actually picked up Brody's Twitter afterwards, so I, I run that one now too. The handle became available. <laughs> it's at Kevin Barnett, and uh, <laughs> it's the only way to I can cope with it all. It's so sad. I know. Uh, it's too yeah, real. if you just follow at Kyle Ayers, that's kind of where the stuff lands. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, thanks for coming on, yeah, man. For uh, me. And uh, as always, I'm at Gabrus on all social medias. Check out Action boys and raised by tv podcast and uh bye shitheads that was a headgum podcast